Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hey friends, welcome to episode 018 of the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Christy McLaughlin. I am so excited to bring you this special Ask Audrey episode. I love, love, love answering your questions. Honestly, it takes some of the creative burden off me to come up with, you know, more things to talk about or to figure out which things that I do you guys find interesting and want to learn how to do yourselves. So I always appreciate questions. If you want to submit a question, you can hit me up on Instagram at Equine Energy Medicine. Uh, that's the handle name. Or you can go to equineenergymed.com and submit something through the contact form there as well. Or if we've already been in contact, however you're already contacting me is totally fine. So let's dive in. The first question comes in response to the ebook, um, how to activate your horses or how to turn on your horses self healing abilities, how to activate your horses self healing abilities. And it reads, why do we work on our self first? Easy peasy. So it's really important for you to make sure that your energy is grounded and ready for your horses. And I go through three steps for you to do to you before you get before you even approach the horse and in the little ebook and guys, it's not like a long book. It's um, 12 pages and mostly pictures. Okay. So um, but I talk about in the ebook, three different steps grounding your energy, uh, rebalancing your polarity, and then activating the energy centers in your hands for you to do before you ever approach your horse. And the reason I have you do this is very, very simple. There are a lot of energetic reasons behind this. Uh, and I always like to back up the energy information, the energetic energetic principles as much as possible with science. Now, I am a big believer that there doesn't have to be a scientific explanation, a research study for everything, Right it's commonly understood that um, knowledge is fast, intuition is faster, and science is very, very slow. But luckily with this, there actually is some really cool science. There is a teeny, tiny, and vastly complicated <laughs> part of uh, humans and animals, all, all, all animals, including human animals, have something called mirror neurons. Mirror neurons are a type of brain cell, and they help us to recognize and empathize with other living things. There are millions upon millions of them in our brains and in our horses' brains, and they enable us to feel sad when somebody else is sad, to feel embarrassed when somebody else is embarrassed, happy when some someone or something else is happy. Um, and it is, it's an it's kind of like energy medicine in the physical form. It is a, a, a neurobiology that a neurobiologic response that happens between them called resonance. Okay, the research on this is still fairly young, but researchers and clinicians suggest that the way our brains and bodies respond to another living being's emotional state facilitates the awareness and needs for our brains to activate different neural pathways, which in turn allows us to self-regulate and to project the right emotional experience. Okay. I know that's a lot of information, but we're going to explain how this, I, we, I don't know why I always talk like that, but I'll explain how this um, is related to our horses. 
it really is a two way mirror. So um, the fact that our horses don't talk back like another person does, or they don't necessarily smile, although I I have seen horses smile and donkeys smile, (laughs) um, doesn't necessarily negate the importance of that mirror neuron interaction. So it goes both ways. You can spend time with horses and horses can help us to reveal our own inner thoughts and wounds and traumas and all of that. But in the, because they reflect back what they perceive. Okay. So we, we can look at at example. um, If, if you look at yourself in the mirror, right? When you look in yourself in the mirror, you don't see yourself as you really are. You see a image doctored up and you're thinking, no, Audrey, I'm not using filters in my bathroom, but but hear me out. When you look in the mirror, the reflection you see is an image doctored up by millions of tiny experiences and feelings and judgments and stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, right? And this is why it feels so odd to look at a picture of yourself, because it never quite looks like what you see in the mirror, right? So what's off is the mirror that is going through the filter of all of those, like I said, experiences, feelings, judgments, and stories. Um, so when we work with horses, we are working with something that you could, you could say is the best mindfulness mirror on the planet. Okay. And the way this works when we're kind of flipping the script and using it back on them is that if you approach a horse with all of your baggage and angst and anger from the day, then that horse is going to reflect that back to you in behavior and energy, etc. So it's important to clear and ground your energy before you go approach the horse. That way the horse mirrors back to you that clear and grounded energy and you can get a real perception of the energy blockages and flows that's happening with the horse. Okay. I hope that makes sense. I hope it answers your question. If you want more information, please just reach out again. I will definitely email you back and let you know that this episode is live. Additionally, if you're looking for the book, the ebook, I should call it an e-guide maybe, but how to activate your horse's self-healing abilities. You can find that at equineenergymed.com. It's a totally free download. Download it. Let me know what you think. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Let me know what needs to be explained better uh, because I want it to be a useful tool for you. All right. Question number two comes from Amber. Amber asks, what the heck is a virtual appointment? How do we do that? How does that work? (laughs) I know, right? It's like super weird. Like, how are you going to virtually work on my horse? Okay. So the way this works is you request the virtual appointment. Um, I believe I have them set just at $40 right now. As that virtual book fills up, um, those prices will go up. Uh, but for now, $40, you send me five pictures and I will explain to you what those look like in that interaction, but I need a lateral picture. So looking sideways at the horse, seeing their head and tail, um, from both sides. So that's one and two. I need a picture from the front, seeing their chest. That's three, a picture of their hind end. That's level. That's four. And then a picture from their tailbone, looking down their spine and up their head. So that's picture five. So you send those to me. 
you do your appointment, I will check in and give you a report, um, including looking at the biomechanics of the horse's body as well as the energy report. And then um, I'll give you a video report on what I see in the photos. Okay. Then we'll do a quick 15 minute, 10 to 15 minute um, call, or if you're, we'll do Zoom or, or something else if you are outside the US, and we will go over any questions that you have. From that point, we have a couple options. We can schedule a virtual one-on-one session where um, I go through and I tell you what to do in order to um, help the horse, or we can look at other options that I have for booking beyond that. Most of that just depends on your geographic location. So I hope that helps to understand what the heck a virtual appointment is. We're looking at not just the energy of the horse, but also the biomechanics of how they're standing. Um, A lot of body work and a lot of body workers come in and they might treat horses every week, every two weeks, every month. If you're having to have that many sessions over and over and over again, then we need to be looking at what is the root cause? Why? is my horse requiring this much maintenance, right? What is the root cause so that we can heal that root cause and then not have to have that maintenance every single week or month or, or, you know, however often you're having it done. Now that's not to say you won't ever have to have these appointments, especially if you're, uh, if you have performance horses, um, depending on your horse's job and environment, all of those things. But if you're fixing the same thing, you're releasing the same thing over and over and over again, then for the benefit of the horse, we need to be looking deeper, right? Okay. Now, one last question. So much fun. I hope you guys enjoy these as much as I do. I generally find if one person has the has a question, then it's a question that many have. But generally, there's only a few people that are brave enough to ask. <laughs> All right. Our last question comes from all the way across the pond, or at least from me, from the UK. Um, It says, hi, I hope you don't mind me reaching out. I have seen your information about kissing spine and my horse had kissing spine surgery last February and then had professional rehab. Recently, I've been learning about biomechanics, but I'm struggling to find the right exercises to help keep the keep on top of this condition. The only thing I know to do is carrot stretches, sometimes called horse yoga and leg abduction and adduction exercises or stretches. She goes on to apologize about the way she delivered the message, which is totally fine. You guys reach out to me however you can, however you want to. Um, She goes on to say, I I do want to keep my horse in tip top shape. He has regular Cairo and saddle checks and we still get lots of support from the rehab people where he went. And so here's the thing. All right. That's a big, big topic. Um, So I'm happy to answer any questions. What I would suggest to you is thoracic sling work. And the way I learned it was um, through three pillars, relationship to contact and connection, where balance is centered and spinal integrity. And I learned this from um, a trainer named Celeste. Okay. So without seeing photos of your guy, um, it's going to be really hard, but if you will send me the five photos that I described, two laterals, um, one from the hind, one from the front, and then one showing from the tailbone, showing me the slope, um, of his spine, I can certainly give you some examples on what, 
uh, on what is is going on, um, and I can check in with him energetically. So it's probably best to schedule one of those virtual appointments, and I can give you all that information, including what exercises I would start him on um, with that. Um, we really have to not do long reigns. We really have to avoid... Um, avoid doing small circles with him just to get you started. Uh, and then and then we will go from there. Okay, so in the meantime, what I want you to do is do the energy work on him. So download the how to activate your horse's self healing. Um, and that is energy work that you can do regardless of what we see in the photographs and what needs to be done. Um, and you can work on unwinding those stuck energy flows because he will have stuck energy, particularly in that bladder meridian because it's kind of right in line with that surgical incision um, for kissing spine. Okay, so I look forward to hearing back from you and I will reach out uh, the same way you reached out to me so that we can connect on that subject. All right, so next week, we're going to tackle a big topic, and we're going to try to tackle it in a small way. We're going to tackle ulcers, talking about acupressure points um, for ulcers and what to do before a scope and what to do uh, instead of reducing the stomach acid with uh, some of the the medications that are on the, the market. Um, so we'll be talking about that next week in episode 19. Until then, know that I'm always rooting for you and your horses. And uh, yeah, I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.